All right, here we go. Hey, everybody, this is Mark Mascola. I want to welcome you to Powerless to Powerful Live. This is our live edition of the Powerless to Powerful podcast. We call this the number one positive side of addiction podcast for men. I want to welcome everybody that's listening. If you're, um, we're calling this our live edition because we're actually hosting it live. Um, if you want some information how you can join in the conversation, um, what we do on the live edition of, of the Powerless to Powerful podcast is I go through some information, and uh, if I don't talk too long, then we'll open up the uh, we'll open up the lines for any comments, any questions, any suggestions. And uh, if I do get really passionate about what we're doing um, and it goes a little bit long, we'll uh, we'll do the Q and A and the comment uh, off recording. So uh, I want to welcome all of the members of the Powerless to Powerful. Brotherhood, the ones that uh, that are members of, of what we're doing, y'all want to find out a little more about that, go to PowerlessToPowerful.com. If you're a guest here, somebody's giving you the information and joining us tonight, let me welcome you as well. If you are listening on one of the uh, one of the podcast platforms where we post this, man, am I glad you're here too. Um, tonight, um, this is... Uh, August 12th, 2021, Thursday night at 8.16 p.m., and I am, uh, I'm going to go through some information that, um, that, that if somebody was to ask me, Mark, what's, what's one, what's one, and, and I don't want to use, what's one group of information, what's one resource of information uh, could you give some a man that would make him more powerful in his recovery? Mark, what information would you give a man if you wanted to help him be more powerful in his personal growth? Mark, what information would you give a man if you wanted him to be more powerful in his relationships, in his finances, in his uh, you know, in his physical wellness? This this edition of the podcast is it. I'm going to go through some stuff that I can promise you if you'll stick around. Um, this stuff changed my life and has the power to change yours as well. Um, let me, uh, I'll throw out my normal disclaimers here. Uh, I'm not a doctor. Um, don't take anything that I talk about as me- medical advice. It's not. Uh, consult your doctor about that. If something offends you, you got a, you know you got a handful of choices. You can either... Suck it up and keep listening, knowing that my goal here is to raise your awareness, awaken your, awaken you to a different possibility than you may have been settling for, or, you know, I guess you could quit listening, or, uh, you know, I guess you could chime in at the end and, and, uh, and argue about it. But any, any of the, uh, uh, that, that's kind of the disclaimer, right? I, I'm, you know, I've been at this over a couple of decades now, and I'm an author and a, certified health coach and, and an expert in positive psychology. So, you know, I'm not just a guy with an opinion. I mean, this is what I do for a living. I, I create, I write books and create courses to help guys awaken their masculine souls and get better results in their recovery and better results in uh, the eight key areas that I'm going to talk about uh, today uh, because of their recovery. You know, one of the statements in, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous says, you know, there is one uh, – one concept that can keep a man in everlasting ignorance, and that is contempt prior to investigation. So, um, man, if I say something that offends you, stick around. I mean, I I, I, uh, I want to raise your awareness to, to a new possibility. There there are, um, you know, some of the things that you'll hear me talk about, I can promise you you're not going to hear about at meetings. And you'll hear me, you know, at times uh, get a little controversial on things that uh, – that I say as they relate to meetings, and, and but part of the disclaimer is, you know, I began my journey in recovery at twelve-step meetings, at AA and NA meetings. Uh, those programs saved my life, um, but I wanted more, so I found more. I, I do more, and, and this is one of the things that I do more because of. I found a purpose for my recovery and a purpose for my life because of my recovery, and it wasn't just accepting clean and sober is good enough. So my goal here is to help. Raise the awareness, uh, raise your awareness, but to raise the percentages of men who realize the rewards of long-term recovery. Because there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, well, let's just call it what it is. I mean, I, I don't, 
one of the things, if you follow me, anything I post on social media, you listen to this podcast. I, I, don't, I don't sugarcoat stuff. I'm not going to waste your time. Don't want to waste mine. You know, we live in a world of, of hurt feelings and sugarcoats, and, and let's, let's not be those people. Uh, you know, what you're going to get from me is, is the truth, and I know uh, things that have worked for me for the last 22-plus years things that have worked for the men who have gone through my programs that I've sponsored and coached and, and um, whether they have uh, gone through one of the coaching programs or one of the home study programs or just somebody that's read one of my books, one of my e-books. So um, this episode, again, I'm, I'm going to go over some information that I learned. Part of it I learned in treatment. Part of it I learned my first year in recovery. And, and it, it, it changed the course of my life and changed the course of my recovery. And, and when you hear me talking about not settling for clean and sober is good enough, it's because I ran into this. And I found a purpose for my recovery and a purpose for my life because of my recovery because for some reason God put this in front of me and I became so passionate about the information and when I started applying it in my life and I started applying it to my recovery uh, my life just just grew by leaps and bounds <clears throat> let me I'll give you another disclaimer too if you're new um, I just got done a couple years ago with about with throat cancer so if you hear me cough have to stop get a drink of water uh, I'm still struggling with uh, I'm cancer free but I'm still struggling with some of the repercussions of chemo and and uh, and radiation uh, on my throat. So the topic for today, Empowering Relationships 102, the two most important relationships you can have. Now, the last edition that I did, and you can always go back uh, wherever you get, you know, wherever you get your podcast or, you know, you can obviously find this at PowerlessToPowerful.com. You listen, listen to the last edition. It was Relationships 101 was kind of empowering your relationships 101. And let me, I'll give you, let me give you a, a, a bullet points version. We'll run through uh, kind of a review of the last edition. Uh, I'd tell you to go back and listen to it, uh, but um, here's some of this is kind of a preface, preface for what I'm going to talk about tonight. So there are three types of relationships you got to understand. There's the negative ones, the neutral ones, and the positive ones. Bottom line is you want to spend less time with some people, more time with others. You want to create a team of positive, empowering men to uh, help you raise your awareness, help you raise your expectations higher than you're willing to raise your expectations. And then the whole game is where you don't think uh, your neutral relationships matter. This is how you learn to live a principle-based life where uh, you're – relationship with with the girl who works in the checkout line at the group does matter how you treat those people matters so um there's three types of relationships the negative ones the neutral ones the positive ones spend less time with some people more time with others um and let me tell you when, when you're talking about positive people there are there are in recovery you'll hear when you get started you know stick with the winners and there are there are winners in recovery who struggle in other areas of their life. And that's what I'm, That's one of the reasons that I do what I do is that I was around recovery superstars who were sick and broke all the time. Their physical wellness was awful, right? They were broke. Their relationships sucked. But they were clean and sober. But when I could take the advice on the clean and sober part, but I wanted to model my recovery after – a man who was successful in his marriage and a successful parent and a successful businessman, somebody that cared. So, that, you know, that's why when, I t when you, know, you heard me talk about the eight key areas, and, I, and I'll go ahead and go over those, the eight key areas every modern man must master. Personal growth, relationships is number two. It's something you must master. Don't get, uh, don't be powerful in your recovery and, and powerless in your relationships. And that's that's one of the reasons that, um, you know, that, that this, this topic, Empowering Relationships 101 and 102, is, is such, a, such a powerful topic, such an instrumental part of leading a successful life because of recovery. So the eight key areas every modern man must master. Personal growth begins with personal growth, comes full circle, spiritual connection, 
personal growth, relationships, finances, physical wellness, mental clarity, nutrition, uh, spiritual connection, and life's purpose. Uh, I left out one, recreation. Personal growth, relationships, finances, physical wellness, mental clarity, nutrition, recreation. You've got to do things in life that make it fun and spiritual connection. Another thing we went over in the previous call, in the previous edition, was the five relationship principles, patience, tolerance, forgiveness, kindness, and love. Definition of a principle is an undeniable truth that creates a foundation for a system of belief. When you pray for these five relationship principles, you're not going to be granted these things. You're going to be granted the opportunity to practice these things. When you say, God, I need more patience, you're going to be given an opportunity to have more patience. God, I need more tolerance. God, I need to forgive more. God, I need to have more kindness. All of those things. You know, this is about, you'll hear all the time, right? Practice, practice these principles in all of your affairs. doesn't mean you're a master at them until you choose to master them. You need to practice these five principles, the relationship principles. Patience, tolerance, forgiveness, kindness, and love. Practice those in all your affairs. We talked also about the power of the mastermind in relationships, how when two come together and put God at the center of their relationship, uh, whether that's a, a marriage or a love relationship, whether that is a parenting relationship, put God at the center of it, and what happens? You know, it says in the Bible, when two of you come together in my name, I'm there too. That creates a third mind, a mind that's bigger than two people can come to together. It's why sponsorship works. It's, it's why coaching works. It's why you come in here and listening. When you're listening and I'm talking, we've got minds that are working. When you unmute your phone after this call's over and you comment on the topic and what we're doing, it's a place that, you know, my mind can't go alone, your mind can't go alone, but God shows up and creates the power of that third mind. Uh, the more people in a mastermind group, the better. You know, that's why I created the Powerless to Powerful Brotherhood. You can find out more about it, powerlesstopowerful.com. You know, surround yourself with men who help you believe you can do this because they have. Um, don't just recover, go from powerless to powerful. So that's the, the power of the mastermind was part of last week's edition. Um, I just talked about what you've got to put at the center of your relationships is, uh, you know, your prayer life, your, your connection with God. And here we are at the two most important relationships you can have. That is the topic of today's edition. So what are they? Is it your wife? Is it your boss? Is it your kids? Is it your parents? The answer is no. Two most, two most important relationships you can have. A healthy relationship with yourself and your spiritual connection to your higher power, who I choose to call God. Those are the two most important relationships you can have because you will never have great relationships with a woman unless you are willing to be the best and most powerful version of yourself in that relationship. Your relationship with a woman, whether it's marriage, love, relationship, whatever it is, will never be all it can be unless you put God in there, right? You've got to have a healthy relationship with yourself, healthy relationship with God, and then put him at the center of everything that you do. This is why I call this Relationships 102. Right? The golden rule in the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. I can promise you, having worked with men for a couple of decades now, loving themselves, forgiving themselves, I mean, that's the biggest issue. I mean, we all do things, we all do things that, that we need to be forgiven, we need to ask for forgiveness for. We all do things that we regret. But, you know, the only way to get over that stuff is, is to learn to put the past in the past and create a better future for yourself, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. That doesn't say you love your neighbor first. Let me say it again. Love your neighbor as yourself. That means you've got to learn to love yourself first. When you hear me talk about personal growth, that's what I'm talking about. Learning to love yourself is a personal growth issue. 
So how do we empower these two relationships, our relationship with ourself and our relationship with God? First thing to understand is they are not separate. They are not independent relationships, right? I can't be the best and most powerful version of myself without him. And I, and, and I can't, I can't, when I turn my will and my care over to God and he puts me on a path where I find a purpose for my recovery and a purpose for my life because of my recovery, um, I'm not going to say he can't do it without me, but he wants me to be part. When we talk about God works through people, that means everybody. My second sponsor helped me realize early in recovery that I was going to be an example of one of two kinds of people, right? This Either somebody that this worked for or somebody that this didn't work for, and that the choice was mine. So the first thing to understand is empowering these two relationships is not empowering them separately. It's empowering them together. That third step, we turn our will and our life over to the care of God, and that step says as we understand him, but I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Guys who go through our Power 12 program, uh, I help them realize that we're turning our will and our life over to the care of a God beyond our understanding. If I understood God, I would be God, and I am not God. So I can't understand it. Can't understand him. So, no, the first thing to understand is that these are not separate relationships. But also know that when you turn your will, when I turn my will and my life over to the care of God, that his will for me is the same as my will for me. And when you find that place and understand that, that is one of the most magical things I ever learned. Lesson 101 from A Course in Miracles states, God's will for me is perfect happiness. I mean, think about that for a second. God's will for me is perfect happiness. Now, how many how many times have have you heard somebody at a twelve step meeting or talked to somebody who's just really struggling? What's God's will for me? What's God's will for me? Well, here it is. God's will for me is perfect happiness. Lesson one hundred and two from A Course in Miracles states, "I share God's will for happiness." So what is happiness? I created something years ago that I call the happiness principle. Happiness principle states that happiness is a present moment emotion based on making peace with my past, having a vision for my future, and then putting an, putting an action plan together in my present, getting into action, to make that vision a reality, right? So when I think about what's God, God's will for me is perfect happiness. God's will for me is to understand that happiness is a present moment emotion, that God has helped me make peace with my past. God has helped me have a vision for my future, and he helps lay out a plan, an action plan. But where do you find that, right? I mean, God works through people. Having a vision means to have a purpose. A purpose for your recovery and a purpose for your life because of your recovery. Early on, just getting started, purpose just got to be just got to stay clean and sober. Just can't use today. You know, I got to buy into this whole one day at a time thing. Just can't use for today. Then one turns into two, and two turns into three, and three turns into six, and and you know, all of a sudden, you figure out, like I did, that it's a hell of a lot easier to stay clean and sober than it was to get clean and sober, and you don't ever want to go through that misery again. The thing I, I want you to realize here is, is when I talk about, you know, powerless to powerful, the great awakening of the masculine soul, 
the law of awakening is based on you raising your awareness that something, that, that the vision, the purpose, when you turn your will and your life over to God, your, your purpose for your life is already there. Right? The law of awakening means that you've raised your awareness to something that's already that's, that's there. You're not, it's not like you're attracting it to you. It's been there all along. You just hadn't recognized it yet. I say all the time, you know, reco- addiction has us going down the road with blinders on, and recovery helps us start removing those filters. Henry David Thoreau once said, the mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. Think about that for a minute. The mass of men live lives of quiet desperation. Would you really think that your God, my God, our God puts you on this earth to live a life of quiet desperation? defined by the powerlessness of addiction. That's why I say it all the time. And, and this is, you know, this is one of those statements that, that ruffles feathers when I talk about it. It's not in my nature to be powerless. And let me tell you, it's one of the reasons that a lot of men struggle in recovery, because it's not in their nature to be powerless either. Why is that? Because we were born in the image and likeness of a powerful God. We were not meant to live lives of quiet desperation. We were meant to live lives that are full of passion and purpose. And when we start empowering the two relationships that matter most, we get on a path of personal growth for ourselves and spiritual growth in our connection with God and starting to understand that there's a, there's a reason, a purpose for our recovery and a purpose for our life because of our recovery. Life just takes on a whole new meaning. I mean, when, when does that happen? I, I don't know. I mean, some guys may find it their first couple of years. I mean, I've been on this journey. God's kind of taken me on this journey for, for 22 years. And I've had a lot to learn on the journey. And I, I'm, I, by no means do I ever think that I've arrived. I mean, the journey just continues. I mean, look around, right? I mean, doesn't it seem like a whole lot of men are trying to put together the puzzle called life, and they're convinced they're missing most of the pieces? Man, I know I was. I mean, why is that? My post today on Facebook uh, was related to the parable of the talents in the Bible. And I'm not going to go in and tell the whole story, but, you know, the bullet points version is is the master gave several, several of his servants a box of talents, right, a box of possessions, and, 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 then, he, you know, and then he left. And the servants didn't ask for, for the box. They, they just were given the box, and, you know, some of them were given more than others, and, you know, some of them went and did something with it, and, then there was the one servant that just was terrified, and he just went and buried the box. So let me tell you, the master is God. The servant is you. And God has given you a box of talents. You know, the definition of the word grace is the unmerited favor of God. Right? These talents, these talents God gave you, and you'll hear me constantly use the language, the best and most powerful version of yourself. Right? It's each of us have a box of talents, and it's unique to each of us. You know, I, there was, you know, in my addiction and, and early in my recovery, you know, man, I was convinced I was missing most of the pieces to that puzzle called life. I mean, I, I spent more time asking, what the hell's wrong with me? Instead of figuring out what's right with me. 
That's why in my first year in recovery, I ran into the little-known science of positive psychology that focuses on our strengths, not our weaknesses. And I started understanding what God was calling me to be powerful in. And I understood that that first step said powerless over my addictions, not powerless over my life. And I understood that there were eight key areas that every man has to master. And God wanted me to be powerful over my personal growth and powerful over my relationships, powerful over my finances, my physical health, my mental clarity, my nutrition, my recreation, and powerful in my spiritual connection to him. So we cre- Ashley and I created something called the Power Seven. And some of these things I learned, one of these I'm going to talk about I learned while I was in treatment. A couple of them I learned my first year out of treatment. But when, when I put this stuff together, and again, back to Mark, if you had to teach a man one thing that would supercharge his recovery, what would it be? It would be understanding your power seven. Mark, if you had to teach a man one thing that would help his relationships and his finances in every, every other area of his life, what would it, what would it be? I would say let's open the box of talents and let's pull out the power seven and help you discover what yours are. Because when I discovered what mine were, it changed the course of my life forever. So what is the power seven? It's your five signature strengths, the list of your core values, and the sequence of your personality colors. Five plus one plus one. Your five signature strengths, list of the core values, the sequence of the personality colors. So you heard me just mention positive psychology. In positive psychology, there are, there are six virtues. And within each of the six virtues, there are 24 accompanying signature strengths. The virtues are, number one is wisdom and knowledge, right, as in gaining and applying. I mean, that's, that's why you're listening to this, right? You, you want to learn something. I was passionate about wisdom and knowledge. Number two of the six virtues, courage. Courageous enough to get my ass into action, willing to do what most men won't do to have what most men don't have. Willing to do the things most men don't have what most men won't. Be courageous. Virtue number two. Number three, loving humanity. Number four is justice. Five is temperance. Temperance is a big one for, for people in recovery from addiction, as, as they all are, right? And then number six is transcendence, meaning life having a higher purpose. Wisdom and knowledge, courage, love and humanity, justice, temperance, and transcendence. The 24 signature strengths that are contained within the virtues, and I'll reel through these pretty quick here. I'll, uh, I'm going to tell you where you can get a copy of these. Uh, I'll bring all this in together because I know e- even if you're to- taking notes, you'll never keep up with all of this information. I-, I can promise you. This edition of this podcast is like trying to get a drink of water from a fire hose. I mean, it's coming at you fast. So there are the six virtues and then the 24 signature strengths, and here they are. Appreciation of beauty and excellence, bravery, creativity, curiosity, fairness, forgiveness, gratitude, honesty, hope, humility, humor, judgment, kindness, leadership, love, love of learning, perseverance, perspective, prudence, self-regulation, social intelligence, spirituality, teamwork, and zest. So each of us have a top five. So the first time that I took the Signature Strength survey, right, I looked at the 24 before I took the survey, and I thought, okay, which ones are me? All right, bravery, that's me. Leadership, that's me. Um... Social intelligence, teamwork, that's me. And when I got right down to it, those aren't me, right? That's, that's my ego talking. Bravery is another one. 
you know, that, that, those are the, the signature strengths that I would have picked that would have been me trying to confirm my ego to the rest of the world. This is how I want, this is how I want you to see me. And then I took the survey. And I realized my top five signature strengths. Number one, creativity, ingenuity, and originality. <clears throat> Two is to love and be loved. Three is forgiveness and mercy. Four, hope, optimism, and future-mindedness. And five, appreciation of beauty and excellence. I mean, the ones that I picked for myself were, I, just weren't even close. But here's, here's, what I've, here's what I've learned about the things that I'm going to share with you as they relate to the signature strengths, the core values, and the list of the sequence of the personality colors, um, these are things that I realized that when I misused them, they were the source of my addiction. When I was not living within my core values, when I was not living within my signature strengths, and I did not understand my personality colors. And so why does it matter? When I talk about the great awakening of the masculine soul, and I'm talking about we as men are looking for validation in everything that we do, right? My, my parents and my ex-wife, for as long as I was married, I've been divorced for almost 20 years now, um, for as long as I was married, my parents and my ex-wife would, would, would always say to me, Mark, find something you're good at and stick with it. Mark, find something you're good at and stick with it. So I go back through these signature strengths, and there is a signature strength, perseverance. But it's not one of mine. Right? So I've got, I'm looking for validation in my marriage. I'm looking for validation from my dad and my mom and the people around me. And everybody's saying, Mark, you're so smart. Go find something you're good at and stick with it. And then I take the signature strengths test. And my number one signature strengths, creativity, ingenuity, and originality. I'm not sticking with anything. It's not, it's not one of my strengths. It's why I love creating a podcast episode and sitting here and ranting and raving for you know, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. You know, it's, why I, it's why I like writing books and, and creating courses. It's why I like coaching and helping guys create better results because my number one signature strength is creativity, ingenuity, and originality. Four for me was hope, optimism, and future-mindedness. You know, when I started to understand my life in the construction business, it's why I, I could, you know, it's why one of the things that I did a handful of years ago was, was I built a log home subdivision when I was in the construction business. You know, I rode a four-wheeler over this piece of property, and I saw every house in every driveway. I just, it just comes to me. I could draw it out on a, on a napkin in, in five minutes. But I get bored with the building. It's why my life as a general contractor had me drinking myself to sleep every single night. My life in the construction business controlled all of my waking and most of my sleeping hours. Why? Because I was not living from within one of my top five signature strengths. Now, could I have changed that? Absolutely. But God had a different path for me. So when I was in treatment, my counselor had me go right out the 10 attributes of the man that I aspired to be. He said, go to the chapel. I'll tell the night counselors that you're over there, um, you know, and write down the 10 attributes of the man you aspire to be. And if you get stuck, what I want you to do is I want you to sit and listen to God. He said, don't ask him, don't pray for anything. 
want you to sit and listen to God. You've been asking him for too much for too long. So I don't know whether I was over there 30 minutes or three hours, but I did that. I sat and I wrote out, you know, me being the overachiever that I am, I wrote out 11, right, the 11 attributes of the man that I aspire to be. And I didn't just write out all 11, right? When I got stuck, I did what my counselor asked me to do. I sat silently and learned to listen to God and, and realizing that was my first go at meditation. I did something that quieted my mind to a place that I listened to God. So why am I telling you the story? All right, so the next day i got to share these attributes with my group, right? And I can reach in my desk and pull out the piece of paper. I wrote this stuff down. I mean, I still got it. That's how profound it was to me. And what I, I, I read out these 11 attributes, and, man, I was so proud of those things. And my counselor looked at me, and he said, okay, Mark, what are you doing to be that guy? And I thought, holy crap. You know, the guy that I would write down on this paper that I aspire to be as a husband and a father and a businessman, I'm not doing any of that stuff. My whole life is like it's a lie. And I vowed from that point forward to never live like that again. I realized that those ten attributes are my, were my core values. Family, faith, service to others. Love of the outdoors. I wasn't honoring any of them. So when you hear me talk about the power seven and these seven, these seven things that will change the course of your life, the five signature strengths in the list of those core values. I value being a father as much as anything in the world. That's why my relationship with Ashley works so good. Why? Because she understands, you know, after I, after I was, got divorced back in 2000 and whatever it was, 2002 to 2003, um, you know, Ashley and I, God had our two broken robes coming together, and Ashley realized that as a stepmother, her job was to never get in between me and my kids because she realized that one of my core values was family and fatherhood. My addiction kept me from living within that core value. <laughs> my career in the construction business was, was keeping me from living from within that core value. Not everybody gets sober and has to change occupations. I was one of them. I had to. I was not addicted to that high adrenaline construction lifestyle anymore. So power seven, five signature strengths, list of the core values, and I just told you mine, right? Family, faith, service to others, love of the outdoors, And then there's the four personality colors. There are four personality colors. We have one dominant personality color followed by the other three in an exact order. My, I'm a red, yellow, blue, green. And Ashley is a blue, green, red, yellow. And, and this is true for everyone. You're listening on this line. You have an exact you have five signature strengths out of the 24. You have a list of core values that you either honor or you don't. And then you have a sequence of your personality colors. And the sequence of them matters. And, and when I talk about empowering relationships 101 with my relationships with everybody else, understanding my personality colors is a big deal. But when I talk about the parable of the talents and me taking the gifts that God gave me for me to be the best and most powerful version of myself, I understand that my predominant personality color, which is red, a red personality, I'm, I'm an Aries, a red personality color is, 
is a is an extremely passionate, fiery personality. That same personality color that in my addiction led me to be an angry, not violent, but on the verge of violent. You know, red personalities are, are men who have red personalities are, are really prone to anger and violence and this whole concept of toxic masculinity. Why? Because they haven't learned the concept of true God-given, God-inspired masculinity, that that red, fiery, passionate personality color that ran me into the ditch of an addiction is the guy that loves to do this for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. And I love to be passionate about talking about helping guys get better results. I love coaching guys to get better results. I love speaking. I love, you know, my red personality color is the, is the reason for that. So the red personality color is, is the fiery dominant personality color. It's somebody like me who loves to dominate conversations. I mean, talk to me on the phone. I can promise you I'll dominate the conversation. I try to be better at it. But, but it's in my nature because that's one of that's one of the my power seven. So the yellow personality color is the big picture thinker, right? You know, I told you about my my number four signature strength, hope, optimism, and future mindedness. That's the yellow personality color. Seeing the forest instead of the individual trees, right? Always always looking for hope always looking for the future, for things to be better, optimistic as hell. I mean, that's me. I mean, I, I don't – we live in a world of learned, uh, learned pessimism. I, I want to teach people learned optimism, learned apathy. I mean, that, it's everywhere. I mean, go hang out with a guy who's, who's riddled with his addiction. And you want to find an apathetic guy that doesn't care about his relationships and his connection with God. So the yellow personality color is the big picture thinker. The blue personality color, that's the feeler. That's, the, that's your emotional side. Most, you know, you heard me talk about Ashley. Her predominant personality color is blue. She's a woman. Every everything that 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 she does is based on how she feels about it. And then the green personality color is the analytical thinker, right? The ordered one, two, three, four, five. That's that's the last one for me, right? I understand my my concept of. One, two, three, four, five is if you add them together, they equal 15, and you can add them in any direction you want to, right? Three, one, two, four, five also equals 15. That's the way my brain works. I don't think analytically. And forcing myself to think analytically runs me into the ditch of addiction. Again, Learning your five signature strengths, the list of your core values, and the sequence of your personality colors will change your life in your recovery. It will change your life in your relationships. It will change your life as a parent. Not only do I understand my personality colors, I understand Ashley's, right? I know what her signature strengths are. I know what her, her core values are. And one of the things about the personality colors is that's how we communicate, right? We all speak and listen through the filters of our personality colors. So how do you think somebody like me who has a fiery red predominant personality color would have a great conversation with a woman like Ashley whose her personality color is blue and everything that, that she hears, she hears through a filter of how do I feel about it? If I didn't understand this, it, her and I wouldn't be together.
I have to learn to listen and talk in rainbows, and that, that's what makes me a good communicator. And this, one of the things, when, when, I'm, when I've got a guy going through our, one of our coaching programs, one of the first things I found, find out about him are his signature strengths, his core values, and his personality colors. Because then I can communicate with him through the filters that, number one, he hears through, but I understand when he talks back to me, the filters that he talks through as well. So where does this work? It works with the woman in your life. As a parent, I've got three kids. I can reel off the sequence of their personality colors. I've got a daughter whose primary personality color is blue. I've got two sons who their primary personality colors are green. When I didn't understand my five signatures, when I, when I was ignorant of, and this is when I talk about the Great Awakening, right? The Great Awakening means that I become aware of something that has always been there. My power seven was given to me at birth by God. These things have always been there. My red, fiery personality is the reason that I was a su- successful athlete in high school and college. But it was also the reason that I was a right fighter in my marriage that came apart. It was the reason why I had business deals go into the trash, because I always wanted to be right, because I did not understand that. Red personalities, they they can come across as anger. And in my addiction, I was an angry man, and I didn't know what I was angry about. Again, knowing these things has me understanding my powerful talents that were given me by a powerful God that I can use in powerful ways in the eight key areas every man must master, right? Personal growth, relationships, physical wellness, mental clarity, nutrition, recreation, spiritual connection, and life's purpose. Man, when I'm passionate about my personal growth, when I'm passionate about my relationships, you know, I talk to guys all the time that, that they're more passionate about their, uh, their fantasy football draft than they are their relationship with their wife or, their da- or, or being, a, being a parent, right? They're more passionate about their golf game. I'm not saying you've got to quit doing those things. I'm saying that once you understand your power seven and you start applying these things in those eight key areas, number one, you'll see where the use or misuse, the ignorance of and misuse of your power seven will run you into the ditch of addiction but how the proper understanding, the awakening to these things that they've always been there. When you start applying these, how you can be the best and most powerful version of yourself. That's what going from powerless to powerful is all about. It's not about sitting around saying, oh, I got this addiction. Man, I got this disease. I got all these problems. And again, when you hear me give my disclaimers at the beginning of a podcast episode like this, and I say this is the stuff that you're not going to hear about at an AA or an NA meeting, and your sponsor's not going to teach you this stuff either, this is what I'm talking about. I spent a couple of decades studying this stuff and applying it in my life so I can, so I can, I can be an expert at it to help other guys. And when I say expert, you can be an expert at it too. This isn't about me in, in my ego. This is about me understanding the concept of true God-given humility, right? Accepting my talents and using them to be obedient to serve my master, who is the God that is beyond my understanding. Mark, what is one thing that you can help a man supercharge his recovery 
and supercharge his life because of his recovery, it would be to discover your power seven. Your five signature strengths, the list of your core values, and the sequence of your personality colors, and then learn those things about the people in your life. You want to have kick-ass relationships. You want to have a kick-ass mental, physical, spiritual relationship with your wife. Go fall in love with her spirit because she has a power seven, too, that you understand. When I understand that Ashley's number one signature strength is the appreciation of beauty and excellence, right? And I understand one of her signature strengths is the love of learning, social intelligence, perspective. I understand her her core values. I understand, you know, my relationship with her is top shelf because we understand the, the, the power seven gifts that God gave each of us. And I'm going to tell you, if you look at, at me being an Aries and her being a Pisces, there are no two more incompatible horoscope signs and personalities than mine and hers. Why is it as awesome as it is? Because we understand ourselves, Right? We understand the things that God gave us, and we understand each other. I don't judge her for not having a red personality color. I celebrate hers for being blue. I don't judge her because one of her signature strengths is not future-mindedness. We understand each other's strengths, we understand each other's values, we understand each other's personality colors, and our relationship kicks ass because of it. But back to the whole original part of the the topic of, of this episode, right? Empowering Relationships 102, the two most important relationships you can have. It's a personal growth relationship with yourself that you understand the powerful box of talents that your master gave you, and you turn your life over to the care of that master as he guides you to find purpose for your recovery and purpose for your life because of your recovery. So I've been at it a while. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn the recording off to. Uh, to do the Q&A session, uh, just because I uh, don't want the, uh, the, the recorded podcast edition to be too long. So uh, if you are listening to a recorded version on the podcast, man, join us. Um, you know, wherever you get your podcast, keep checking this thing out. We're going we're gonna to stay passionate about this power, Powerless to Powerful Live. This is the number one positive side of addiction podcast for men. So here's what to do. In closing, go to PowerlessToPowerful.com. Right on the middle of the page, there is a thing where you can discover and you can watch a video. It's about 14, 15 minutes long that will explain to you this whole concept of the Power 7. And, um, you know, then connect with me. Uh, we would love to, uh, to help you discover yours and then apply those Power 7, your strengths, your core values, and your personality colors. Apply those things. Um, in the eight key areas where every man must master. So uh, that is it um, for this edition, and uh, we will uh, we'll sign off. It's Mark Mascola telling you have a great day wherever you are. You absolutely deserve it. Bye for now.